to Healing Me Before We, a relationship reawakening podcast for couples who thrive. Hi there, heart surfers. Are you rolling on the waves of love and happiness or are you standing on the rocks? We bring to you a unique way of uncovering limiting beliefs about relationships through examining common uses of cliches. Relationship specialist Dan the Healing Man and myself, Dr. Sharon B. Heart Lady, are excited to share our views. Are you ready? Hey there, Dan. Aloha, Sharon. Aloha, Heart Surfers. Our cliche for today is forgive and forget. Mm. It's one that I'm sure most of us are very familiar with it's it's right up there with something that we've talked about before forget about it you know the whole idea of forgetting things and and just kind of discarding them as if they never happened Mm -hmm. and from what i've learned and even studied a little bit that we are designed to have memory for a reason because our memories can be useful and purposeful and give us opportunities to learn from them. And so it's really about choice again. There's my favorite word. It's our choice of how we view our memories of our experiences in life. Now, if if it's a traumatic experience and, and many of us have gone through some kind of trauma in our lives, we also tend to remember that. And, you know, it's interesting, they, they've done kind of surveys and questions with people about, you know, what is the first memory that you recall? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, believe it or not, it's a negative one. Yeah. It's, it's one that the person associates in some sort of negative fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we uh, remember more of the negative things because usually it is more an intensive feeling. It's an intense emotion, and we tend to remember more intense those intense sad feelings over the good happy feelings. We also remember the real exciting times in our lives or moments, but it seems as though those that um, have left an imprint of sadness or fear mm-hmm. or anger tend to stay with us, and that's because we really don't work through it, and so hence we don't forget it. And if we haven't practiced the forgiveness, then the intensity of that emotion, either if it's being triggered, will then build upon, or it will become less if we do work on it, the intensity of it. So forgive and forget is is um, interesting. So I wanted you to hear my forget about it. Why Italian accent? But it's 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 you know I. People always say forget about it, but mm-hmm. that's not a real reality. You may avoid thinking about it, but mm. if you say I'm not going to think about it, you do think about it because the more you say I'm not going to do something is the more yes. you really are doing something, right? And so, uh, yeah, absolutely, it's about what, working. What, what a great example that is mm-hmm. when when you when you when you really say I'm not going to do something. Yeah. It's really, like you said, it's the mirror. It's like it becomes that much more, to use your word, intense. And I, I like how you talked about feelings, right? Because 
we are the ones that connect the feelings yeah. to the incident. That's right. Whatever that incident or experience may have been. If if it's traumatic and, and the feelings that we connect to it of sadness, of anger, of disappointment, yeah. of you know, being terrorized or fear, all of those feelings in themselves are powerful. Yeah. And they're neither good nor bad until we give them meaning or we give them value. That's right. That's that's where that word choice comes in again. I often have worked with people and coached people, you know, who have experienced trauma. And we've all experienced some level of trauma in our lives. Right. And I tell them it's not the traumatic event that is keeping you imprisoned. It is the feelings that you have connected to the event that you will not, that you're not willing to shift or allow yourself to move in a different direction from those original feelings of terror or fear or anger or sadness or whatever those feelings are. Right. Absolutely. Um, It is the meaning that we give about the incident. And as we are talking about in particular with relationships with broken hearts and or an offense that our partner has, mm. um, ha- has committed. committed. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want yeah. to say done to me or done to yeah. you because it's something that has happened rather than done to each other, right? And then how we perceive it. Then we go ahead and perceive, was this done to me? again or Mm. done for me or and so again as you said the meaning that we put about forgive and forget i think it's important that we go through forgiveness healing and then we will always remember because it is a lesson Mm -hmm. and so we have to remember the lesson but we can forget about taking it so personal because the mm. incident happened, be we contributed to the event, the situation, or whatever happened. We are still a co-contributor, right, to that particular incident, and it depends on how and what we perceive and the communication mm. that happens. Well, I, I love what you said about co-contributor, uh, and because if we're in a relationship, then it's going to be more than just one party the both parties are involved in it so let's 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 take an example for instance people sometimes forget in a relationship a date yeah that another person holds dearly Mm -hmm. let's say the first time you met your first date (laughs) the first date that you had with that significant other yeah and one person, for whatever reason, tends to always remember the day of the year and, uh, you know, where they were and what they did. And the other person is kind of like, well, I, I don't really remember it in that same manner as you do. Yeah. And the other person feels offended. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's the day we met. How come you don't remember that day in the same way that I do? Yeah. That's right, uh, and and it, it's whatever part that is more most endearing for them, or the part that really offended them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, who yo, you made me pay for the whole meal, or 
<laughs> That's <laughs> why I remember it. No, I remember that I left my wallet in the car. At home. <laughs> you left your wallet at home and I had to pay for it. <laughs> and I stayed with you anyways. <laughs> I could have left you. Oh. Many years ago, because <laughs> you continued to do that. <laughs> Funny. Uh, you know, so I think that as couples, using that cliche, um, let's forget and forgive, is it, twofold. Let's forget that it. let's forget that maybe that we made such a big to do out of it, but let's remember mm. the reason why so that we don't have to repeat this. And then let's mm. just forgive each other for our actions or our responses to the situation. So for couples more than likely, because we are so intimate with each other, it's going to be hard to forget, but let's forget the insults because it really wasn't personal. It was someone was hurting and they were trying to express themselves, but let's work through the forgiveness so that we don't have these um, repeated arguments over the same thing. I know that we want to remember the lessons or remember how we handle it or remember the requests that we ask from the other person so that now the forget and forgive holds better meaning to mm -hmm. well i think it goes back to if, if we if we go back to that first day we we met mm -hmm. and one person in the party remembers it and and such a uh you know uh, an intense manner right. and, and the other person doesn't remember it in the same way. Mm -hmm. And so really does the person who, for whatever reason, the person who doesn't have that same intense recollection of it really, did they do anything wrong? Right? That's the first question. Right. Did they really do anything wrong? Well, if, if the perception of the other person is, yeah, you, you should have remembered that mm. because that's a big day for us. That's the beginning of our relationship. And so I, I'm hurt or I'm offended or I'm disappointed or I'm sad or angry mm. that you don't remember it in the same way that I do. Right. And, and so to me, what's really important is to recognize that sometimes we really didn't do anything wrong. And, and that's important because even though the other person wants us to admit mm -hmm. that we have done something wrong, what we can do is we can acknowledge the other person's feelings yeah. without having to also admit yeah. that I did something wrong. Right, right. And you're as far as not doing anything wrong, again, that could be subjective. But when you were saying that, guess what, Dad? I was thinking. I was like, I was drunk that day. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a possibility right there. It could be a possibility for some people. Or, uh, you know, um, and then it may be something. Or another possibility is I didn't really see you in that same way that you saw me the first that's day. Right. I didn't even know if I was going to go on a second that's date right. with you. Absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> so again, it's the perception, right? And what mm -hmm. we hold dear to us, sometimes you'd be surprised. Oh, well, Dan, you wouldn't be surprised because sometimes we've heard our clients come back and say, yeah, I remember when you told me this. And you'd be like, I said that? Well, there you go. That. What, what, what a powerful example that is, right? That for whatever reason, in any conversation, something that someone said yeah. really was so important and significant that they held it. Yeah. And the other person was like, I, I don't even remember it. Yeah. I don't even recall it. That's right. And neither is good or bad or right or wrong, you know. And I, I like to introduce these words because they're so powerful as well. You know, the whole idea of good, bad, right or wrong, those kinds of words are judgments. Judgment. And judgment is what really gets in the way and mucks up a relationship because we begin to judge each other based on what we our own values and our own beliefs about what should be important and what isn't that important? And for all of us, it's different. Absolutely. And to add to that list of judgments is should. You should do mm -hmm. this and you should. Those are judgment words too. And those are words you should and you need to. Or you should have. Those definitely lead to arguments because they become part of generalization. And anytime you use generalized words like you always, you never, that mm. ends up in conflict. Yeah. So we yeah. want to be mindful when we tell, and I definitely correct myself when I hear you should have, or you need to, and, and correct it back and ask a question or say, can I suggest rather mm. than saying you should, you should do that. I'm very careful when I talk to my clients about that mm -hmm. saying you should, cause no, you have that choice, right? You get to yeah. choose, right? So I'd rather. There you go. I don't even give advice. I just suggest, have you tried this? Have you considered this? Uh, can you think about yeah. this? What do you think about this way and given other alternatives on those type of ways does not put the person up for resistance or defense? Yes. Well, you know, I, I've said that there are three feelings or emotions that are used often and they're taught to us mm -hmm. to control us. And they, the three feelings are guilt, blame, and shame. Yeah. And those are three toxic Very. feelings that, and I have experienced those things. I remember growing up in a household where is guilt was often used mm -hmm. to get the children to do things mm -hmm. that maybe they didn't really want to do. And I'm not saying they were necessarily um, good or bad, right or wrong, just what the parent wanted the child to do. And so we learned from our parents, you know, for better or for worse, these kinds of feelings of guilt, blame and shame. And then we bring those into our relationships yeah. with others, yeah. including our significant other. Yeah. We, we begin to use those as a means to control that person, to get that person to perform or to do the things that we want them to do. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure many of us in our generation remember, you eat all the food on your plate. Do you know yeah. how many kids yes. are dying because they don't have any food to, to yes. eat? And, and you know, so you feel as though, Oh, I 
finish the scoop, but I don't like it. But you better finish it. I don't like my asparagus. Too bad. There's yeah. starving children yeah. would love to have the asparagus that I'm <laughs> not right. willing to eat. Oh, I don't have any money to waste, so you better finish up your food. And so there you have money issues. And, and, and <laughs> I tell you, it is so important how we, you know, grow our children. It is one of the hardest jobs, yes. And it is an OJT on the job training. And there are manuals, but every situation, they always say there's no manuals, but they got a plethora of books out there on how to raise children. I believe Dr. Spock was one of them. What, what I'm saying, though, is we then take those things that we learn in our childhood yeah. about how to interact with others yes. and how to get them to perform according to the way we want them to. Yeah. And that happens even in our significant other relationships. Yeah. And so when we bring that into the relationship with the significant other, it's about that C word control. control yeah. we, we want to control that person in a way so that they should do something or they should feel this way and isn't that a powerful means yeah. to try to manipulate somebody yeah. into doing something that I want them to do? You should forget the night that I stayed out all night. You should forget about it. <laughs> and you should forgive me because I'm feeling so bad that I did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, so it comes down to, once again, you know, what we give meaning and value to and priority yeah. to. And, and so, you know, if I don't remember, I do remember, by the way, July 12th, 1985, okay, the day I met listening. my wife. <laughs> and I know she remembers it as well. Uh -huh. Now, there are other dates that I haven't remembered in our relationship that maybe she has remembered or things that I've remembered that she hasn't remembered. And you know what? It's our choice how much value we give to that, how significant that is. So, so now that's a challenge because I definitely don't remember the date and the <laughs> month that I met my husband. So I'm going to go home and ask him if he remembers. Okay. I will come back and let you know if okay. he remembers a date, a month, sure. or the year that we met. We probably both remember the year, but the date and the month, I don't remember. But he loves numbers, so he probably will remember and try to put me to shame. But I'm good oh, with that. Okay. No, he will. But I'm good with that. We'll just laugh about it. But I love. Well, that, oh, that. you just brought something in. Uh -huh. Laughter. Yeah. Laughter. You know, one of the things I say to my wife Maggie all the time now is, I love when we laugh. Mm -hmm. I love when we laugh together. Yeah. You know, and and there's that that whole saying of live, love, and laugh. And right. laughter. What a powerful tool for healing that is. It is. It is. Um, I just had a couple in the week and uh, last weekend and said, you know, they, they said one of the things that they are using to try and heal their disagreements is talk about it and laugh afterwards. Then it mm. decreases the intensity and they don't have to bring that up again because it's something of the past. And one of the things mm -hmm. that they were doing was every time they had an argument, they would talk about the previous arguments that they had mm -hmm. and then that would create even more arguments. And so once they've learned to uh, not take it as serious, talk about it, get what they need to get out of it, 
and move on and be able to laugh about it, then that argument doesn't come back up again because the laughter healed the intensity of that disagreement. So folks, it, it allows for such a beautiful shift. Yeah. And and in the way that we are still experiencing whatever it is that happened in the past, because we don't forget. Yeah. I mean, the truth is we are not designed to forget. Right. And that's okay. That That's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it, as you said earlier, it gives us an opportunity to learn from it and then to do differently. Yeah. And so that in itself then is a positive because we take the experience and we learn from it and we grow and we expand. Yeah. So we'd love to hear how you may use the term forget and forgive in your relationships, whether it's with a significant other or any other type of relationship, how does that serve you? Do you really forget about the arguments? And I think forgetting about it, forgetting about it, uh, how do you think? Forgetting about it and holding a, a grudge. Mm. You know, are you holding a grudge yeah. um, because you can't forget about it and holding grudges? What does that do to you? Right. Well, right. If I hold a grudge, who's really being harmed? That's right. Me. That's right. And, and so I, I don't want to harm myself. Right. I, I want to free myself. Yes. And I like and, that. And yes. Don't forget about it, but free yourself from being held by that particular incident. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I like to take things and say instead of forgive and forget forgive and accept accept okay maybe i did do something that offended my significant other yeah i'm sure i have on many occasions yeah if i continue though to beat myself up about it or allow them to continue to beat me up about it what am i doing mm -hmm. i'm i'm choosing to stay in a place of harm oh. of harming myself yeah or victimhood mm-hmm well, there you go. And, and that's why, you know, going back to the, the name of our podcast, Me Before We, yeah. I first have to be willing choice yeah. to give myself permission mm -hmm. to let it go, to not hold it yeah. over myself, to beat myself up about it continually in order for me to be free. Yes. Yes. So as we come to an end, um, Dan, uh, are there any other tips that you would like to leave our viewers and or listeners, our audience, on how to handle, forget? Yes. Forget? Thank you. I appreciate that. So last time I talked about building a fire and I would invite people as, as you're sitting in front of that fire that you've built, and it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've built. In fact, my wife and I just went out and bought ourselves a gas fire pit. Beautiful. What a wonderful, just press a button. And as you're sitting in front of those flames, practice this, what they call Ho'oponopono. And it's a mantra. And it goes like this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And these four phrases that we might continually say and 
with the saying of the words, the feeling is so important. The feeling of allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to be free of whatever we're holding ourselves accountable for. Yes. It doesn't mean that what we did was right or wrong. It just means I'm no longer going to hold myself. And so that brings in the whole notion of compassion, giving myself compassion to be able to move forward. Because if I don't, then I'm not going to be able to move forward in my relationship with my significant other. Absolutely. I think forgetting and not forgiving is imprisoning yourself. And you can't come out of that cell if you don't forgive and, and, uh, and, and uh, transform the forgetness into a purposeful lesson. And I'd like to uh, read a quote. I just love this quote because I think what I just said reminds me of that quote. Uh, uh -huh. Let's see. So the quote is, oh, my goodness. I think I put that quote on my phone. Let me go back to that quote. Let me see if I can find it. Folks, I've been moving from room to room. We've been laughing about it, trying to get better um, reception. Then the mic went out. And so we were trying to forget about it. And we were trying to forgive each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also laughed through it. That's funny. Let me see here. I have a nice quote that um, I'd love to share before we depart. And I'd love for us to come back and do a wonderful uh, uh, podcast on um, Ho'oponopono and how that really serves in the relationship as well. But the quote for the cliche, which was forget and forgive, is I choose to forgive you because carrying you in my mind is a heavy burden to bear. Mm. I got to say that one more time. I choose, that's your C word, right, Dan? That's I, right, over control. <laughs> I choose to forgive you because carrying you in my mind is a heavy burden to bear. And so if we keep that in mind, folks, we hope and we suggest <laughs> that you choose to forgive so that you're not carrying the heavy burden and that you choose to find discernment and to figure out the reason why you can't forget about it. Could be some triggers and some things mm -hmm. that you may need to work through with coaches such as Dan and myself. And so we want to thank you so much for joining us with this episode of Me Before We, because we believe that the healing starts with us. And once we heal ourselves, then we are ready to impart we with the most beautiful relationship. And that is mm -hmm. our hope and desire that each relationship brings you much, much, much love. So with that being said, Dan. Surf's up. Surf's up. Aloha. Aloha.